0: And welcome to an AI Pro Plus special. Ladies and gents, the transfer window is open, but it's only got a week or so left to go, isn't it? And there's players being linked with clubs galore. Liverpool have got many rumoured targets, and I'll say that in quotes, so to speak, because we'll all have an opinion on those. But we're here to talk about everything South American. The South American players from Various countries linked. There's South American players moving to Saudi. There's South American startlets doing all sorts of things. So, what do we need? We need a South American expert. So, I am delighted as ever to be joined by Golazzo Star, renowned and respected writer Tom Robinson. Tom, how are we?
2: Yeah, very good. Thanks. Uh, g- glad to be back on the pod. Uh, obviously, a very busy time of the year um, with lots of South Americans moving around and especially because it's their big summer window out there. So loads of coming and going and um, yeah, no, it's, it's been busy. I was out in Argentina um, right. pre, pre-season with a with a couple of clubs there. So um, yeah, it's it's been pretty manic and it, it will be for, for the next week or so, I imagine.
0: There's tens of thousands of our hipster fans jealous of you now that you got that experience as well. So, I mean, Tom, you, it's almost, There's not going to be a, a day goes by without a South American player linked to some club, but naturally wanted to ask you about a few of the ones that have been linked to Liverpool because some people may know the names, I think like me, some won't know one familiar more than another, shall we say, but just to get an insight into these players and why we think they could be potentially on Liverpool's radar. So I'll let you kindly correct my massacring of the Portuguese for Brazil and the South American languages, but we'll start naming some players just to see like, what you know about them and what insight you can offer. So, we'll probably start with the mangling first one on this. This is a name that's come up a few days ago. Louis Guillem, I think it's pronounced. So, a winger from Palmeiras linked with us. And, and there's quite a few different articles. I think it's important to say that why he's top, that a few big big papers as well have got him linked with us, you know, especially in the, the summer with different fees quoted. For people who won't know the player and I know I said winger there how would you describe his style what do you know about the player
2: yeah so uh Liz again when it comes to portuguese pronunciations that uh, that's not my strong suit either so uh, the spanish all all good but yeah <laughs> you're fine with that pronunciation as far as I'm concerned but yeah he's he's one of the latest out of what's been a really incredible run of talent coming out of Palmeiras academy mm-hmm. we'll all know about Endrick moving to yeah. like, to Real Madrid he is the big star, and you know yeah. he could be a generational talent. He's he's really that good. So Guillerme has kind of been in his shadow a little bit, which I think is probably a good thing in terms of protecting him a bit from the hype. But that's mm-hmm. not to take anything away from how how good he is. Um, you know, he's been at Palmeiras since he's uh, since he was about eleven. He can play wide on on the right, but he is left footed. Um, so a couple of times for Brazil under 20s, you know, he, he was playing on the left. He, he can play more centrally as a number 10 as well. Um, wow. In terms of style, he's super quick, um, which which I think is something that when you're looking at wingers, yeah. um, especially Brazilian wingers, you don't want to fall into the trap of, of getting someone like Anthony, who's, who's not quite got that pace. You want someone in the Premier League who, who's really got that that electric speed, yeah. which, which he certainly has very good dribbling and close control. Um, also decent sort of power and physicality for his age. He, not one of these players that you think, okay, he's clearly got ahead of his peers because mm-hmm. he's had a growth spurt before the others. He, he just, for a 17 year old, he, he looks you know, maybe a couple of years um, older and and certainly makes decisions like a player a bit older as well. So all those aspects are, are really good. You know, you could maybe argue he's a bit one-footed um, and, and over-reliant on the pace. Um, but I think they're minor criticisms for a player that young, just still learning, yeah. learning his trade. But, um, yeah, he's actually someone who I first got a proper good look at at the Sudamericano under 20, which is the, the South American qualifier for the under 20 World Cup. Um, him being one of the youngest players in that Brazil squad. Um, oh. First game, came off the bench against Peru, immediately set up uh, Vitor Roque for, for a goal with quite, a, you know, quite a um, clever little knockdown header, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from a a quick winger. Um, And then he forced a mistake for the second goal um, and then put it across that led to the penalty for the third goal. So straight, you know, straight away he made this great impact and, you know, caught my attention. Mm. Um, What was a bit weird is he didn't really get too much game time after that and wasn't selected for the under 20 uh, world cup um, squad. Um, but again, I think that's probably more just due to how young he is, knowing that he'll, yeah. he'll have another opportunity at that in two years' time, and just the sheer amount of Brazilian attacking talent that's ahead of him. So yeah, someone who's um, who's who's really caught my eye.
0: Yeah, I can imagine we we like a winger who plays on the right with the left foot and who's quick. There's someone similar that we have at Liverpool. They were big <laughs> fans off, but in that way, so yeah, he's, he profiles really well. I mean. It may be too early because he is, like you say, he's so young. And obviously the fee fee talks about is a lot of money for that age. Does that come into your thinking, in your belief? Do you think it might be a a year or two? Is the summer realistic to see him come over to the Premier League potentially? And I, I don't know, money will talk and all those types of things. It's not always about what's right for the player, shall we say. Do you think it is realistic to expect him to come across in the summer or... Might it be a bit long before he he gets those games, a bit more senior experience, that type of thing?
2: I, th- I think that you could definitely see the summer happening, but I personally would like to stay and re- see him stay in Brazil for for one more year. You know this this year or twenty twenty three rather. He he made twenty seven appearances in all competitions, but mainly off the bench. And when you right. compare it to Endrick again, who's a little bit younger and I think got maybe ten goals or, or, or something. Just again, that comparison shows yeah. that he's not really establishing the Palmeiras team, which is a hard team to break into. They're arguably mm-hmm. the best team in in South America. Certainly, consistently over the last three or four years, they've been, you know, one two Libertadores, one two Brazilian league titles. They've got a really star studded um, squad. So I think this, for me, is going to be the year where he kind of establishes him more um, himself more in the in the squad. And I think most of the the sort of transfer talk around him right at this moment is probably just to kind of put out the feelers to see if there's a a, an offer that's too good to turn down yeah Um, you know there's been I think there's a release clause of 55 million which I can't see anyone going that close to but apparently bids of around 35 turned down so I think Palmeiras are probably in a position where they don't need to sell him right now but if someone comes in with a 40 plus million uh, move then, then that would be um, something that they would obviously have to consider really carefully. But I, th- I think he'd benefit from from one more year. And a lot in terms of you know moving the summer might depend on how well Palmeiras are doing in continental competition. You know, we saw it with Andre right. at Fluminense; they were keen to keep him in the um, the squad and you know to help them win that tournament, which they did. So you could imagine that if he's going well for Palmeiras and they want to at least get him to, to the end of 2024 mm-hmm. that could come into it as well so yeah I think you know he he's certainly someone who's now now that endrick's going to be on the move him and another kid called Esteval William, who's who's 16 who was absolutely brilliant at the under 17 World Cup those two are the next ones off the conveyor belt for, for Palmeiras
0: yeah they do it's an incredible conveyor belt they've got I know Chelsea have been linked with Estar haven't they as well and the the price has talked, maybe for us seems a, a bit out of Liverpool's range for how we worked, but obviously the South American market clubs are looking and like like the amount that PSG have played for Moscato at such a young age, they're looking, aren't they? Can we get any of that cash? And probably moving to a player I think more will have heard of, no two ways about it. I mean, if you haven't heard of him, you'll have heard of his dad, Federico Redondo, yeah, I mean, Argentinas juniors, midfielder, I may be looking at this wrong, Tom, but he's well known, obviously. They did well in the Libertadores. I mean, the fee that's quoted in a lot of places around 8 million euros, which it's not nothing, but in football terms, it's, you know, not too much. Let's be honest. I mean, why does this guy keep getting mentioned so often? What do you think it is that is attracting clubs to him?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned there, the links to his dad obviously give him that profile, which is... Um, is going to help. And I think ultimately is why someone in Europe will definitely go for him. But, you know, let's, it's certainly no nepotism involved because he's, he's a really, really solid player. He's probably one of the best breakthrough young players in Argentina last year. Um, Really, really good season. And, you know, went straight in and I think played 45 odd games in all competitions. And, And as you said, Impressive in the Libertadores, didn't let that phase him at all. Was good in the league with them as well, and and he plays in that same position as his dad as well. Yeah, um, very similar poise and and passing. But I'd say someone who's probably a little bit more physical and and robust at the at the base of midfield maybe doesn't quite have the deep lying playmaker abilities of his dad. But again, there's not many, um, yeah. there's not many, not many players who who have. You know, he's still considered one of. Argentina's best um what they call a number 5 um defensive midfielder um you know in in modern mo- modern history for Argentina so you know it's it's a high bar to set him but he's you know he's really tidy on the ball i think 89% pass completion um nice. which you know is, is good for a, you know your first season and what can be quite a, a hectic middle of the park in in Argentina as well um and I think again, he's got those characteristics you look for in a in a sort of Euro- midfielder who'll thrive in Europe. I um, mean, he's, he's good under pressure. He can drop the shoulder and and, and go. Um, but yeah, certainly someone who's more of a more of a sitter, someone to recycle possession, keep things ticking over, and can certainly be really useful in, in breaking up play as well.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Qual- quality number sixes are oh, hard to come by in this market for clubs. There's no. No two ways about it. I, I did wonder, have it, and again, this is me just seeing bits of him. As you mentioned there, and you used that phrase that I was thinking of, Europe, do you think his next step would be the Premier League or do you think another European league would seem more likely for him? What does you got to tell you?
2: I mean, in terms of style, I would definitely say Europe, like a Spain or in Italy, might be a better fit um, in terms of adapting to, to Europe. Don't get me wrong, I think he's got the you know, physical and technical and mental attributes to do do well in the Premier League. Um, and I think, as you said, that that fee that's been mentioned, which is very gettable for, yeah, say, almost every Premier League club, mm. but might just fall in that bracket of, actually, there's a lot of European clubs that traditionally he might go to, you know, you're kind of mid, you know, to upper half Spanish or Italian clubs, maybe they don't have quite that, disposable cash at this time of year to 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 bring him across when you know ordinarily you, you could you could see that happening um certainly there' have been big clubs in argentina also looking at him i think river plate has been yeah. um linked um but again because of that price bracket you kind of think realistically it's going to be difficult for for one of those teams to to get him so he he might be in that kind of slightly awkward situation where he could do with a move to a, a more of a stepping stone uh club, whether that be in Argentina or in yeah. in Europe. Um or will just a Premier League club come in and say, you know what, this is a bit of a a low risk um, you know, option for us and 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 bring him in as a as a bit of more of a long term project. But yeah, certainly someone who yeah, you know, when we were doing our Golasso fifty of the best under twenty three Argentina talents, he was I think the second highest new entry in in the list. Wow. Um, and someone who, you know, he's he's in that sort of top five young players in in the league who are still there at the moment. I would say.
0: Yeah, does does sound like prime for a move. It's almost got one of those that a Ben maybe a Benfica or something like that take the plunge and then sell him for ten times that amount. Come. <laughs> The next year does have that feeling. We'll definitely be with that pedigree as well. Heck, one to keep an eye on. The The other midfield, I'd say, that's really been called out or linked with Liverpool in the last week, Edison. There seems to be an awful lot of players called Edison, but just <laughs> to be clear, it's not the city keeper. It's the Atalanta midfielder. sober Brazilian player there. I mean, again, he's already, Tom, in, like, in main Europe, isn't he? He's in Serie A. I mean, how would you describe him as a player?
2: Well, I mean he is someone who I think could come in straight away and just be a perfect fit for the Premier League. He's wow. muscular, he's box to box, strong in the tackle, good at scoring goals he's very good aerial presence as well, even though he's not you know a giant by any means but he's he's got a really good heading ability and what I really like about him is just those late runs into the box that that he makes he's just a proper athlete, really, so I think he would he would be someone who. Who perhaps hasn't been getting the the praise that he that he should have been? He's still uncapped mm-hmm. by Brazil, um, but he feels like a really really good fit for for a Premier League side. I mean, a player that was, he, I first saw him back in twenty twenty um, when he was kind of breaking through at Corinthians, and he he reminded me a lot of Paulinho, the ex Spurs midfielder. Yeah. Who, okay, we didn't see the best of him in the Premier League, but that the player that kind of. Paulinho was was supposed to be um but um yeah he he very similar style and just quite an, an interesting career really because he signed he was signed on a free by Corinthians uh, when Cruzeiro got relegated and and he had a lot of um I think he sued Cruzeiro for unpaid wages so there's a bit of um wow. bit of an issue there but yeah Corinthians played you know picked up this really good talent on a free um and he was great in the state championships you know again chipping in with goals from midfield. Um, But then really bizarrely just didn't seem to get much of a look in at Corinthians, went on loan to Fortaleza, um, had a good season and then was sold to Salernitana in Italy, you know, quite a a lower half relegation side Mm. for about 6 million. And within about six months, he'd he'd gone to Atalanta for 20. So I don't know if there was some um, interesting um finance financial management going on there, but you know he he's been thriving ever since and and you know you've seen him linked to united um mm. both both man united and newcastle united um who you know arguably probably need a midfielder like that more than than liverpool but you know i think he's definitely you know someone who who could come in and and, and make quite a big impression on the Premier League,
0: yeah he does sound like one from what you' say in it. Even if it's not us, it would be zero surprise if other Premier League clubs were having a serious look for the summer, yeah, especially a muscular midfield that can chip in. So it will be interesting to see, folks. And and again, I think we, we, we know we're saying with these, we don't expect Liverpool to do any business at the moment, but obviously summer are ahead and the links are still coming through. We'll have to see. And while we've got you, Tom, because I do want to ask like, a couple of other questions to, to get your take on it everyone's seen what's happening in sort of the, the summer and now where we are with the, the Saudi money, the power of a iron-changing element of that in football. But when you actually look at the, I mean, the, the stone-cold facts, the research, it does tend to say that, funnily enough, most of the players that have gone to, South, or sorry, to Saudi have come from South America, don't they, to start with? I mean, maybe it's a difficult question to answer, but how would you say the Saudi football project, so to speak, is viewed in South America?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's probably understood or tolerated a a bit more than it is in Europe because, one, there's more of a long-standing um, link between them, you know, Brazilians um, particularly, but South Americans, they travel all over the world to play football, you know, um, Malaysia, Iceland, uh, Japan, all all these, you know, more yeah. far flung places, you know, South Africa as well. You're getting more South Americans going there. And I think Middle East has always been quite, um, you know, um, quite a popular place to go because, you know, financially it's, it makes sense for the club that's selling and the player can earn so much more money as, as well, you know, even someone like um, Lanzini went to um, Middle East before, before sort of coming to Europe. And, and yeah, so that's, that's something that's, you know, tried and tested because one thing that, you know, I'm sure many of the listeners will know, but, um, you know, bears repeating is the fact that a lot of the time, these players are coming from, you know, really, you know, yeah, basically poverty. um, Mm -hmm. And, have to support not just their family; it's extended family, it's friends, it's sometimes the whole community. So it really depends on them making as much as they can in their limited playing career. And I think it's definitely seen more as a, you know, a job in terms of um, being a bit more not mercenary, but you know, th- those factors are, are playing because realistically, if you're playing in front of, you know, some, someone in Bra- uh, a massive team in Brazil um pretty much in terms of atmosphere and and stature and in, in a huge huge country almost anywhere is a bit of a a step down unless you're playing for you know a team that's that's competing for Champions League right. so you know that that sort of you know they've already kind of done that that's their true love in terms of of, of where the football is 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 their team back home so yeah it's it's a cultural thing and it's also just the economic reality. You know, you look at inflation in Argentina right now is absolutely mad, like two hundred two yeah. hundred percent a year going up to maybe three hundred percent. And clubs just need need the money. And that is one of the best ways to finance footballing operations. But also you look at Argentinian clubs, a lot of them are social um institutions that mm. the football operations fund their hockey team, their basketball team, yeah. um, initiatives for locals to, you know, use the facilities. So, yeah, that is, that is just part and parcel of it. And whether it's Saudi, MLS, Premier League, or, or wherever the money's coming in from, you know, if the price yeah. is right, then 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 players probably won't have too much of a say in it.
0: Which makes, yeah, makes sense. It's just as you say, probably phrased it well, the economic reality. So, yeah, if it, if it's Saudi and that's where the money's coming from, it's going to t- continue because it suits all parties. Yeah, makes sense. And the other player I did want to speak about, because you mentioned this player, I've kept an eye for a few. I know you mentioned Vitor so I've kept eyes on him. One that, it didn't surprise the football community, that's wrong to say, but I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, Marcus Leonardo. So the young forward who, people were a bit unsure where he was going to, and it even looked like he could end up at Forest at one time amongst other teams, but he's now... Benfica and not only that if I'm seeing the stories right he's had a good start hasn't he to be fair
2: yeah no I think it's two goals in in two games coming off the bench on both so yeah, I think only 45 minutes of league football and he's he's already scored two goals so can't really ask much more than that and um, again Benfica you know just a very smart um, transfer Capitalising on the fact that Santos got relegated for the first time in their in their history, um, and then picking off one of their their prized players at a, a bargain price. I mean, I think whether they'd stayed up or not, he would have gone to Europe. Um, and you know, like you said, he was he's being touted to the Forest, to Roma, to to various other clubs. So Benfica feels a nice fit. I think he probably could have gone higher, but you know, Benfica is probably the best place as a as a South American player, yeah. you can land for, you know, even if it's a year or two, and and they're a club that probably need a a prolific striker as as well as they're you know generally doing you know there's there's probably room for a for a really prolific striker, and and they've also dipped into the the Argentinian market as well with Gianluca Prestiani, a really um, mm-hmm. highly rated um, teenage uh, winger from Velez, and and also uh, Benjamin Rollheiser as well, who's a a little bit older, I think 22, 23 now. Came through the River Plate Academy and has, has had a great year at Estudiantes. So, um, yeah, three three uh, signings, but definitely Marcus Leonardo, the the best of those and one who can contribute now and will definitely move on for some money um, in, the, in the near future, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, just to have another feel of one of those Benfica, like Enzo Fernandez, Darwin Nunes, as we know, that someone's going to be paying... Big money for the kid in years to come. And obviously, we've also kept staying other players, like you mentioned. Most of us Reds were gutted that City have got. I think it's Carlos Echeverri, it's pronounced. He was the next star that you mentioned. So they're keeping him in River Plate. So unfortunately, he'll come across and no doubt be a superstar. (laughs) So we'll have to see with that. The the only final question I want to ask is, you'll see all the rumours like us and the different things. Is there any other South American stars for the premier league that we should be keeping an eye on at all
2: yeah i mean i think probably the key one that, that most people have seen is uh, valentín barco going to brighton yeah you know, that's you know he's a player that i've i've followed for quite a long time and is just a lot of fun could be the solution to to argentina's left back um you know woes in in the if, if he kind of decides to play left back rather than left wing yeah um that would be an interesting one but like Brighton are such a great club to watch and, and do great recruitment. So that's that's a, a move that I'm really interested in. Um and then other than that, you know, there's there's a few rumors going out. Um Ezequiel Fernandez, who's the defensive midfielder for Boca, has been linked to to a few clubs. I think Arsenal were the, the latest one that I saw. Um don't know how much of that is true, but he's definitely a, a midfielder who is due um, a move to to Europe in the next uh, twelve months, I would say. Um, Boca centre back Nicolas Valentini has been linked to a, a number of Italian clubs, and I think he was linked with uh, with Villa as well. Again, don't think he's necessarily someone who could contribute at the top level at Premier League just yet, but you know, talented young player with the under twenty yeah. three squad at the moment, and um, yeah, Santiago Castro. Um, also, another one out of Velez, who I've seen Brentford uh, linked with. You know, a very direct uh, winger who, who can also play up front. You know, again, feels a very a very good sort of Brentford kind of kind of signing. Yeah. So those are the main ones. The only the only other ones that I think I'd keep sort of half on iron would just be um, there's quite a few of the, of the under 17 squad that did really well at the under 17 World Cup. Obviously, Echeverri being the standout, but um, yeah. Santi Lopez is. Um, Really, really exciting right winger for uh, Independiente. Um, currently managed by Carlos Tevez, um, and I think he's having some contract issues, um, so he could be available on a free, um, and that would be a really, really good pickup um, for for any any European club because he's yeah. he, he looks a real, real talent.
0: Will be interesting to see, yeah. Especially like you said, we we watched that the Youth World Cup as I would call it and there were some talents and annoyingly it looks like City may have got arguably the pick of the bunch you know fingers crossed it it's wrong but I don't think I'm going to be on that one but listen all it really leads me to say is Tom for the insight for the expertise and for answering all our questions as ever thanks for your time mate it's much appreciated
2: My pleasure always good to be on and uh, yeah I'm sure we'll speak uh, in the next transfer window
0: No doubts at all and that ladies and gents Or South American Scouting for Anfield Index.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24 7.